Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez, and joining us on the show today is a very special guest. It is the one and only Sharon Chamberlain with Catalyst for Fitness out of Ohio. Sharon, happy Tuesday. How are you feeling today? I am fantastic. How are you, JJ? I'm good. Thanks for asking. I appreciate you being here. Excited to have you on. And I think we're about ready to dive into the nitty gritty here of what you have going on with Catalyst for Fitness. So what I want to do first is give you the floor and go ahead and give us a little explanation on how you would describe Catalyst for Fitness. Okay. Hi, everyone. Um, I started Catalyst for for Fitness 15 years ago. I was in the corporate world and um, I was told I was good at what I did. I, I was. I mean, I was good at what I did and I enjoyed it. And then I stopped enjoying it and thought, well, this isn't fun anymore. And so I switched industries and opened my own studio. I don't mean rent. I mean, I built my own studio. I opened it, it, it right. It's mine. Um, and I'm a certified personal trainer and a nutrition coach. I have a couple other several other letters after my name but for purposes of this right I, I i fitness and nutrition so i work with um women and men for a, a number of years personal training um online fitness which I, online for me that was before covid so online is I create personalized workouts for people to do on their own time, whether they're local or not. I used to, I used to work with people in different countries. Sometime during COVID that stopped. So now all of my online clients are in the US. Um, that's fitness and nutrition. And then during COVID, I pivoted my personal, my in-person services to virtual, like many other people did. Uh, coming out of COVID, I went back in person for a little bit, and then I actually reverted back to virtual, and I don't offer a whole lot of virtual services any longer because I'm promoting, um, based on the needs of my clients, I'm promoting, uh, I created my own, actually, meal replacement bar called the Catalyst Bar, and also uh, I have a supplement line that focuses on bioavailability, so that's that's in a nutshell. Yeah, no, and I appreciate that. I, I think that's a great explanation, great description. I think it really gives the viewers some perspective here on what we're walking into. So we'll start with the bare bones basics here. You know, uh, Sharon, how many members are you serving currently? Um, just under, a, it's under 100. I, I don't, it, it's kind of hard to, like you should know your numbers, right? We all know our numbers. And so when someone asks me, I, I, I sound like I don't know what I'm doing, but like I just had a client, a typical client, like a, it was a friend from, from a high school who I hadn't seen however many years. She referred her son. I won't tell you how old any of us are, but he's getting married soon. Right. And he wants to get into the police department and his name is Andrew. So Andrew reached out to me and he said, hi, Sharon, my mom is Sue. So-and-so I have three weeks to get ready. Um, I'm currently in this job. I work for TSA. I do this and this and this. I'm trying to get in the police department. Um, I have three weeks to get ready for the fitness test. Can you help me? So like, do I count him as my client? No, 
I, I mean, yeah, for like three weeks, right? And by the way, he did pass. He just sent me a text on Monday. Yeah. I passed the test. I had this on my bench and this on my running, right? Which is fantastic. But from a number of clients, I have a little less than a hundred. I don't count. That's him. awesome. Yeah. I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah, I would be a hundred and one. Gotcha. Gotcha. And so for you, uh, Sharon, I mean, what's been the best method of getting people interested through the door, you know, walking in and wanting to work with you? It's, it's referral. Um, I, I, and that's another reason why I ended up pivoting more to pivot to product-based. Um, I built my business on referrals and up until COVID a little before COVID I had, I had clients who had been with me for seven or eight years. I mean, long, long, long time. Uh, COVID hit, things changed. I actually increased the number of clients. It, it was crazy. That first like year of COVID um, was just crazy. I, I went virtual and I had all these new clients, but I didn't have the opportunity to get to know them and build relationships. And that was one of the different my USP, like you know, you, you, we all get asked, what's your USP, right? Um, part of mine was building that community. And I, that word is so overused now, and I hate saying it, but before it got overused, I would say it's building that environment or that community within my studio where um, people from different backgrounds and sizes and shapes and all those kinds of things, we all got together for one common goal to improve our health. And when COVID hit, I lost that. I, I mean, we all lost, it wasn't just me. It was everyone in my studio lost that because all these new people were coming in, which was fantastic, but we didn't have the opportunity to get to know each other. We try online, we try to have happy hours online. Um, I have a, I, a private Facebook group, you know, all of those things that everyone tells you to do and that I was doing, but it wasn't the same. And during COVID, I was, I realized that I don't enjoy that. Like I missed that. I, I missed having that interpersonal relationship with so many people. And, and a lot of my clients became my friends. So we would talk about it. I'm like, yeah, we missed that. I'm like, I know. How should I fix this? We're like, we don't know. And during that time, that's when I saw other ways to help, not just my clients, but reach out to other people, including gym owners. Like, how can I help them? give more to their clients, like be that one-stop yeah. shop. And that's kind of how, how I, that's where I am now. Yeah. A hundred percent. And and so now, I mean, for you, I know you're at that hundred mark and I know it's not your priority to really increase that, but what would capacity look like? For I'm, you? I'm, like I'm actually dropping down the way that I do wow. this now is um, I, I'll take on more online clients so, you know, JJ, if you came to me, you said, hey, Sharon, you know, I want to be a rock star and this is what I want to look like, or this is how I want to feel, or this is my goal weight or, or fitness test or whatever it is. I'll say, great, you know, here's a questionnaire. You need to fill it out. I'll create workouts for you or if it's nutrition, right? I'll work with you on your nutrition. We'll get it so it becomes a, the idea is that it becomes a lifestyle for you. It's like, I don't, when I use the word diet, I mean the food and drink that you take in. I, I don't mean that you're following a diet because diets inherently have end dates. And we all know that that's, that's I believe it's not a healthy goal to have that, right? I, I want to live a healthy lifestyle. If you want to have a piece of cake, you have a piece of cake. 
But if your goal is to have a rock star body, then maybe you shouldn't be eating that piece of cake and we need to kind of change the way that you think about food, at least through reaching your goal. Then we can have that conversation. How do you want to maintain, right? Do you want to go back to how you were, right? So anyway, everyone knows that. So, So I'm taking on online fitness and nutrition clients, but from a virtual um, basis, I only meet clients two days a week now. Um, I, gotcha. For a while I was working during COVID, it was like six or seven days a week. It, it was crazy. 10 or 12 hours a day. I'm like, I, I can't do this anymore, right? I preach healthy lifestyle. Look what I'm doing. So I decided that that was all part of my decision-making and, and pivoting my business. That's awesome. That's awesome. And so last two questions for you here, Sharon, my two favorite questions, you know, uh, I know you kind of alluded to earlier and, and, and throughout the podcast, but you know, let's say in a 30 second little elevator pitch here, what's like the bigger picture in the next five or 10 years? To grow my catalyst bar, my meal replacement bar, not just direct to consumers, but also to other gym owners and even independent trainers. Um, if I can resell them to you direct, then neither of us, like I keep my profit, that profit's a good word, right? I, I may volunteer somewhere, but for my business, uh, profit's, profit's not a bad word, but I don't want to pay the wholesale distributor their, their cut. And I don't want to pay the retail company their cut. I'd rather sell directly to the independent gym owner or sm- someone who owns three or four gyms and that kind of thing. Um, or the independent trainer and have them resell my catalyst bars to their clients. Um, I created them based on the nutrition profile that I wanted. I saw my clients struggle with trying to eat right while on the go. And the other bars, the bars on the market, protein bars, energy bars, all um, they had poor nutrition. And I thought I can do better. And it has to taste good. So I know that was more than 30 seconds, but the first like 10 seconds was my yeah. My elevator pitch, grow the catalyst bar brand. It, it's a, it's a great product. That's awesome. That's awesome. I love that. And one last question, my favorite question of the day, which I'm curious to see your response here. You know, uh, Sharon, if you were talking to a brand new gym owner and they're about to get started, it's like right before they're getting started here, what would the one piece of advice that you would give to them that would move the needle forward the most that you think is most valuable? Um, well, you know, one of the products that I sell is called FitBiz in a box where I help people build their gym, like take their existing gym and either make it better, bigger, right? Increase revenue or increase members or for the new person who wants to get into the business, but doesn't know how to do it. So, so that's a whole product from that. I think if I can only tell them one thing. You want to be confident in what you do. Don't be so arrogant that you forget that you don't know everything. Surround yourself with people who know more than you do. To mic drop of an answer there, Sharon. Like it's a good place to wrap things up on this episode. But before we sign out, I mean, please, if you have any social media, a Facebook website, anything at all, where can people find out more about you and the gym? You can follow, I, I do have a website, catalystforfitness.com, and the four is a number. And so keeping that in mind, my Facebook page is Catalyst for Fitness. Um, I use Instagram for some marketing. It is Catalyst for Fitness. I know this is shocking. I'm on LinkedIn. Um, please reach out to me on LinkedIn. 
Um, I, I, I value networking a, a huge amount. If we get to work together, fantastic. If not, if it's a networking, like let us help each other, great. That's, um, we need to help each other. Uh, I'm, I'm Earlier this year, I became certified as a woman business enterprise and my woman-owned small business certification is pending. And through that process, I realized how important it is to help other small business owners and, and um, not just women-owned businesses, but also small business owners. Um, we need to help each other. We don't always have to compete. We can actually collaborate and, and do better. I love it. I love it. There we go. We absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast. And I look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road. If you don't mind sticking around for two more seconds, I just want to let you, know, let you know how you can get the podcast. I'd really appreciate it. I'm just going to go ahead and sign everybody else out of here, okay? Yes, thank you very much. Yeah, no problem. And to everybody else who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you want to come and join us and talk about your fitness business, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, till next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show is Terry from Snap Fitness out of Grand Prairie, Alberta, Canada. Welcome to the show. How are you today? Thank you. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Excited to have you here to learn more about what you have going on in your business. Before we dive into the nitty gritty details, how did you get involved? How did you, you know, get started in this fitness business? Yeah. So, you know what I, growing up, I never, never exercised, never had any kind of interest in fitness whatsoever. I would have never pictured this career as part of my future at all. Um, but in, um, 2015, 2014, I weighed in at 277 pounds and I was, I just had my second child. I was so uncomfortable. A girlfriend had invited me to a kickboxing class and I thought, you know, <laughs> this isn't for me, but I had no excuse. You know, they had free childcare and I, I got into it and I turns out I loved it. And I just um, started losing weight pretty rapidly and switched out of the kickboxing gym and went to snap fitness um, just because it was close to my house and continued to lose weight there over the course of 18 months or maybe just under two years. I ended up losing you know, almost 120 pounds. And, um, I just found myself in that gym. I found such a, a vibe of, um, a feeling of belongingness. I needed to be there. I connected with other members. Um, and then about a year and a half after I joined as a member, the owner at that time asked if I was working because they had just lost their manager. Um, she had passed away very suddenly on Christmas day in 2017. And in 
February of 2018, he asked for my resume <laughs> and said, it's time that you come work here. You, you know, you'd be a great fit. And I was on maternity leave at the time. So I couldn't start out right away. Um, but finally in August, I did join the team as their manager. And so that was in 2018 and we, uh, the gym changed hands in 2019, March of 2019. Um, and so we got a new owner. And I think going forward, like he and I mesh really well. Um, we make a good team, him in ownership and myself as his manager. Um, and then of course, just you know, a year after that, we came into the pandemic. And so that's only kind of served to challenge and grow us together as a team and grow our gym. So, and I love it. I love Snap Fitness. I love the Lift Brands brand. I love the you know head office team. Everything just seems to work really well together. So. Awesome. Um, so tell me a little bit, I guess, like, so our listener understands here, what's your role here in the business? Yeah. So my role, um, how I view it anyway, and I think that the, the owner of my gym would agree. I kind of see myself as the face of his gym. So I want to be somebody who is warm and welcoming, someone who people can kind of connect to, you know, I know as well as anybody, what it feels like to come into a gym environment totally green, you know, brand new, feeling very uncomfortable, very vulnerable. Um, that is the business is to welcome in new people and support and challenge and guide um, them towards, the, you know, whatever their goals may be. And so, you know, I handle the day-to-day -day money stuff, like the uh, bringing in the day-to-day the -day money um, in the form of like chasing after payments that have declined or reminding uh, members that their memberships are expiring, things like that. But like I, like I said, the intangible things like being that face behind the brand, um, that's what I see my primary job, my role. Got it. So, you know, you're running a Snap Fitness. Some of our listeners may be familiar with the franchise, others might not be. So give us your best elevator pitch of who you are and what services that you have oh, no. to <laughs> um, you know, so Snap Fitness, we just underwent a rebranding a couple of years ago, but we, our motto used to be fast, convenient, and affordable. So the reason Snap Fitness is successful is because we uh, open up our locations right in the middle of a residential area. We're going to make it as easy as possible, no excuses for our members to be able to get in, get a, a fast, efficient workout. Um, with the support and knowledge of a team member um, or team members helping you out um, when you come in, when you come through my doors, I want you to feel um, like, like you belong there. And so um, that's where our success lies is that support and guidance that we give people. Um, we have a number of different banners under the Lift Brands um, umbrella, like I said. So we also have like a nine round. Um, that's the name of the uh, kickboxing studio that Lift Brands operates. There's also fitness on, the, on demand that Lift Brands owns. Um, so this is your at home video. Um, you know, like everything is done online, it seems these days. If you want to work out at home, you can get these videos, these instructional tutorials, you know, right on your TV at home. So there's a number of different resources that our gym can provide um, to set you up for the best success possible. Yeah, okay. Um, so kind of a lot of everything, let's talk about the different parts of the business, right? Mm -hmm. So um, tell me like, is personal training something that you guys offer at this location? Yes. So what, we, like, yes. what, let's, before you kind of go on, is it a big part or is it more of a small part of your business? Um. It's definitely something that we are really trying to 
I don't even want to say push because I don't want to come across as pushy. Um, but yeah, it's definitely something that can be a good portion of our bread and butter in the day to day. Um, so there's myself, the gym owner, he is certified. And then I also have another uh, trainer who is there pretty rarely, but he does have a, a few clients. Um, so it's not a huge part. Um, if we had the space, I think that we could put a lot more, um, a couple more trainers in and make it a little bit more of a presence in the gym. But like I know myself, my schedule is pretty tight. I actually only train women because some women only want to work with a female trainer. So I keep myself available for those, those women. Um, so I know myself and the gym owner, we're pretty busy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I, I think that's great. And I like how you, for the first thing that you said was like, you know, it's something that you're trying to continue to grow. Right. And I, mm -hmm. I think for, for the business, personal training is so smart because we can charge more for personal training than we can a typical gym membership. So business-wise, this is great for our bottom line, but for our clients, it's even better for them because we can give them a super direct approach to help them reach whatever goal that they have in mind. If they're ready, getting ready to go to a competition, if they need to lose five pounds, if they like, whatever it is, get off their diabetes medication with personal training, we can create a program to help them, you know, make that happen. Um, so super exciting stuff. Um, now group fitness, open gym, are those also parts of the business too? Yeah. So primary, we are an open gym. Um, right before COVID we were running group fit classes just on Saturday mornings. Like I said, space is a, a serious, um, probably one of our biggest challenges right now. We're kind of, we're located in a strip mall. So there's, you know, we're right in between like an optometrist and a Chinese food place. So we're kind of really limited for what we can expand. Um, one day my dream would be to like knock out a wall and expand out so we can put in more of like a functional fitness area. So something that we've got like sleds and tire flips and things. This is kind of how I imagine for future group classes. Since we were allowed to reopen after COVID, we didn't even pick up the classes again because, um, you know, a lot of gyms didn't make it out of the pandemic and we've only gotten busier. We kind of scooped up those members <laughs> and it's a good problem to have. Um, but for that reason, I don't think that we're able to run group fit classes right now because we don't have the space. But so we are just an open gym concept that we train out of. We've got machines, free weights, you know, um, all of the basic equipment and some specialized equipment that we would need to train our clients effectively. Yeah. Um, so kind of like open gym is the bread and butter right now. I mean, yeah. that's like what most people are coming to you for. And that's typical this in this model. Um, how big is the gym square footage wise? I know snap tends to be on the smaller side, right? Yes. However, there are some locations in bigger centers like Edmonton, Calgary, um, that have big locations, big, beautiful, like two story, you know, with a, a loft with, for all of their cardio equipment. I've been to a couple of these locations and they're beautiful. I want to say, what is our square footage? Maybe we have a 60 foot storefront by hundred feet back. So what would that be? 6,000, maybe, maybe 8,000 square feet. Um, so small, I call it cozy. <laughs> we have some open areas for like stretching, um, and, uh, your functional fitness stuff, but, but definitely, um, we have to make very good use of the space that we do have. Mm -hmm. So how many, um, how many members do you guys have in the facility? Yeah. So right now we have three or sorry, 630 active memberships. So, so yeah. 
And that's, that's grown since yeah. COVID. You said, you know, you've really been growing. So kind of talk to us about that growth process. What do you feel like you have done to get new faces in the front door of your business? Yeah. So, um, coming out of the pandemic, so there was a time, so my city is 80,000 people. And there was a time about five years ago, I sat down and counted how many gyms or fitness facilities were in Grand Prairie. And I counted, I could think of 37. It was very saturated. Um, and this is like open gym, group fit gym specific, um, CrossFit gym. So any kind of fitness facility. And a lot of those didn't make it coming out of, out of COVID times. And so um, a couple, there was a couple bigger gyms that closed down. And I feel like what does set us apart is, as opposed to a big box gym, you know, they've got well over a thousand members or more. Their membership rates are lower than ours, but maybe, you know, you're just coming in like cattle, you know, you're just another face coming in, being herded in, you get your workout and you, and you leave and you're not really known or seen or connected to. And I think that that's what's um, going to be our biggest success coming out of COVID times is that people feel seen in my gym and, uh, you know, then they're going to tell their friends and word of mouth is a huge thing. And that is, that's, what's going to keep people coming back, bringing in new faces and stuff. So that's going to be, um, something that I focus on specifically is as these gyms close and we kind of scoop up those extra members, um, making them feel welcome. And that's going to be a big success for us. Definitely. Um, it's so great to, like you said, make, make the new members feel welcome. I think like we're living in right now in a world where the idea of health and fitness and going to the gym is just intimidating for a lot mm -hmm. of people. Mm -hmm. And so if we can do our part to really like help them feel welcome, help them feel like they can, they can grow, um, in, in not only just like hit their goals, but just feel better every single day. Um, right. Yeah. That's so important. There's such a, um, you know, information is so easily accessible right now. There's such, you're going to find information to support any narrative that you want to believe right now. There's so much conflicting information out there. And I feel like if people can come in and have that connection to myself and my staff and other members, you know, it's going to kind of break down the, those walls of misconception about fitness itself, um, about what I need to do to achieve, because I'm spoon fed all these images of health and fitness. And now it seems like such an undertaking for me to start out. I'm never going to look like this. I'm never going to feel like this. I'm never going to achieve this, but I want people to come into snap fitness and feel like, oh yeah, actually I can, this is so much more accessible than I ever imagined. A hundred percent. Now in 2022, we are living in such a digital world. And so a lot of businesses in this industry are really utilizing um, social media as a way for them to aid that growth process, to find people, to show people that they are approachable, that it is a place that you can come in and get in a good workout. So tell me, you know, is social media something that you utilize, Terry, for, for the business? Yeah, definitely. We actually are lucky enough to have... Um, I don't actually even know who we must have a team um, at head office that does all of our digital like graphics design and stuff. So kind of an auto populated. It's really neat. We can go to like, uh, let's say we have a member of the month. We can go and find like a digital image that we can dump in their image, dump in their information, like their name, a little bit of information about when they started and uh, just upload the graphic itself, itself. So we don't have to do a lot of graphic design for us. We can just kind of pick all of these pre-created images and then just upload it right to Instagram, Facebook. Um, so that takes a lot of time, 
you know, um, off of our plates or whatever that we that we don't have to do that kind of thing. And then you can set it up where like we'll auto post something every Friday or every three days, some kind of mo motivational snap fitness branded image like like a mon it's Monday morning, you got this snap fam or something to that effect, right? So yeah, we definitely utilize those tools that are available to us. And then, you know, myself for the gym owners and other staff will just post something a little bit more personal or I'll post something on our Instagram stories. You know, it's a great Tuesday morning here. Come on in for your workout, that kind of thing. So we definitely utilize social media and that's just another aspect to the word of mouth, right? Everything is done. Everything is done on social media right now. Everybody's gonna learn anything on social media. <laughs> Yeah. How beneficial do you feel like your presence on social media has been? Like, do you feel like you get a lot of leads coming in for, through social media or is there kind of ebbs and flows to that? Um, there is an ebb and flow. I find when I'm posting things more personally, not using that digital stack or the auto generated posting, when I'm posting things more personally, I don't know what the algorithms there with Facebook and Instagram. It's, it's, it's such a mystery. It seems like nobody can kind of figure it out, but that's when I'm seeing the most I don't know, return on investment, I guess, so to speak, um, because it'll give you that report or whatever at the end of the week or the end of the month, how many like accounts you're pinging and how many interactions you've new, new accounts that you've interacted with. And that's when I see the most like likes and comments is when I'm posting things personally, um, especially if I'm posting some, somebody's success. So, um, you know, look at Debbie, she, she's lifted, you know, she started lifting, you know, 40 pounds here and she's pulling 80 today or something to that effect, you know, obviously with members permission, but if we're showing like an actual success, people are like, oh yeah, like comment. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's definitely huge, right? People want to see stuff that they can relate to. Exactly. See so-and-so working out, they can envision themselves. Oh, that could happen for me. I should go. Totally. Check out, right. Um, so kind of to move on, you know, from this question and ask you another one that I find super valuable is what would you consider to be your biggest business related bottleneck? And what do you feel like you're doing to work on overcoming that, Terry? Um, bottleneck. Do you want to, what, in what terms? Bottleneck meaning like, what's your biggest challenge in the business? Yeah. Okay. In the business itself. Um, I guess keeping up and adapting to member demands. So we are asked a lot if we offer group classes. And I think that that runs <clears throat> along the same vein as people kind of being unsure where to start. So not a lot of people, you know, enjoy going at it alone and can kind of feel equipped to have that education. So a lot of people do want the group fit classes. Um, and that's, I think, our biggest challenge right now um, in this facility that we're in. Like I said, I'd love to expand one day. Um, I don't think that it inhibits us from getting those members to sign up at the end of the day. I think we're still seeing kind of that commitment in offering our free session with a personal trainer. And that's where I always steer the conversation is like, no, we actually don't offer the group classes right now, maybe in the future. Um, but listen, we have these complimentary personal training sessions. I'd love to book you in. In that session, we'll go through your current fitness and nutrition routines and what some of your goals are. And then I start to get their wheels turning that, hey, maybe I can still be here and do something. So, um, you know, maybe one day the Chinese food place will go to business and we can knock out a wall <laughs> and expand. <laughs> Yeah, no, that, that, that is definitely a challenge. I mean, um, space-wise, there's really not much you can do for that. Um, I think there's a lot of ways for us to grow internally, but when it comes to 
you know, helping a ton more people. Like when we hit our ceiling, we hit our ceiling. Mm -hmm. um, it's really, really difficult. So um, next question I have for you here, and I like to ask this because I'm such a visionary and like, I like to imagine like big, beautiful things for my business. Mm -hmm. What would you consider to be like, you know, that end goal with this snap location? Where are you guys looking to take it? Goodness. Does end goal even exist? <laughs> it doesn't have to. It doesn't have to. Like, what are some of the big goals that you have for the business? Um, let's see. For me personally, I would love to um, see another location here in Grand Prairie. Um, whether, you know, our owner wants to pull the trigger and get a second location going for himself. And, you know, maybe we pick up another amazing manager to run that place. I would love to see um, another location here. Uh, working hand in hand with us, not obviously in competition, but as a satellite location. Um, I want more, I would love to see more um, like social media stuff, like more of that personal, if I had the time or, or whatever, you know, to do that kind of thing, I'd like to see more members um, feeling proud of their successes and their goals. And then us kind of like shouting it from the rooftop, you know, um, that's what I want to see for our business is to be known in Grand Prairie as the place to go to feel included. Yeah. Is Grand Prairie a pretty big place or is it small? So 80,000 people. Um, it's quite a, a wide demographic here. You know, like it's an oil field city. Um, we're right in the middle of farm country too. So there's a lot of money here. Um, and so, but as far as business wise, it's, telling my friend about this yesterday it's kind of I feel like the gym industry here is a little bit fickle so people will go to a location if they can get a better deal and I don't know what you know if that's just a Grand Prairie mindset or if that's the same across the board but you know that we have a few members that are really really loyal and then some people will kind of go to wherever they get the better deal or whatever and they're not going to get the same gym experience that they're going to get at my gym they just they just won't and so we do see a lot of people returning um and because we're like we're not the cheapest gym membership in town we know that um but we do have a lot of people coming back because they get the experience with me and my team that they didn't elsewhere and um that's what i consider the biggest success is having that loyalty coming back Oh yeah. Loyalty is huge. Right. Yeah. Um, last question that I have for you. And I like to ask this cause you know, you've been in this role since you said 2018, right? Yeah. So what, what business advice would you give to somebody who is starting in this role right now? So I'm not the business owner. However, um, as somebody who helps the owner run his business, I think the biggest advice would be to be somebody who is transparent and accessible. Um, someone who can meet somebody, let's say a gym member in um, connection and empathy. Um, I want to be someone who can prioritize um, my tasks in the, in the right order. And so I have a very delicate balance of my personal life, my professional life and personal training and nutrition guidance, and then managing and running the gym. And so finding that walking that tightrope is very, like I said, it's, it's a delicate balance. And so to continue to always prioritize and allow yourself to shift and change and, and, you know, 
ebb and flow with those ride the ride the tide i guess um what works for me today doesn't maybe work for me next month or maybe next year um but continue to adapt and grow with the gym owner adapt and grow with my members and always be aware of what is being asked of me because like i said it, it changes from two years ago to now i'm a completely different my management style is different um what i prioritize is different and just to um, always be asking like looking inwards and asking how you can continue to grow yeah that's very very important and i think it's interesting because like probably growing up you didn't know that this is where you would be like you didn't picture yourself managing not at all you know i wanted to be a pastry chef <laughs> so <laughs> this is a you know a little different um yeah and growing up um anything fitness or or um health related was considered vanity i always felt like it was considered vain to um you know pour some time and effort into oneself and so turns out it's not <laughs> turns out it's very much for my own mental health physical health um and now giving that gift to members um we have members there that stay that are at the gym to stay away from the bottle stay away from self-harm to like you said lose that five pounds to you know body um bikini competition prep bodybuilding so it's all those walks of life that um you know meeting people where they where they're at and coming from their backgrounds it's really really cool where i've landed yeah it, it is so interesting because like similar to you like studied something completely different hospitality background end up here in the fitness industry and it's cool because i could impact people in a different way than i did when i was in the hospitality world so yeah. um i'm very very excited that we could hear your perspective today and um, I want to give you a second to shout out the Facebook page. Where can our listeners go if they're interested interested in checking out? Uh, yeah, so uh, Grand Prairie Cobblestone. Cobblestone is the name of the neighborhood that we're in. So we are Snap Fitness Cobblestone. Um, and I believe that that's our Instagram handle too, Snap Fitness Cobblestone. Um, yeah, so you can search us there and see my face in our gym and, and see what we're up to, what we're doing. Yeah, um, I am excited to check it out and excited to kind of um like picture it because you're talking about it mm -hmm. and I don't really get to see myself so I'm excited to check out the page and I want to thank you for your time for taking an hour out of your day to talk fitness business thank with you us so today. much for inviting me this was really cool I was pretty nervous but this is a lot of fun thank you so much of course I'm, I'm glad that we could have you listeners thanks for tuning in don't forget, um, we will, uh, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, hit like Instagram. And if you want to join us for an episode here at the Gym Lords podcast, fill out the link in the description. Our team will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. 
What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Joe Fitzgerald, and joining us, we have Jared and Roman of Athlete Ready, coming to you from Albuquerque, New Mexico. Gentlemen, what is going on? How are you today? Good morning, good morning. What's going on? Not a lot. I'm excited to, to dig into this. I always enjoy picking the brain of, of entrepreneurs and, and seeing what makes them tick. Before we do that, before we talk strategy and tactics and, and all that you guys do from a day-to-day perspective, give me a quick kind of rundown of, of what Athlete Ready is. For those who aren't familiar with the brand or aren't familiar with you guys, what's the elevator pitch? What is this business and what is it about? Give it to us, Jared. So, so Athlete Ready is a uh, sport performance facility that builds stronger, more resilient athletes. Um, we have any, anyone really from, from youth to pro, kind of Roman coined that, that term there, and that's, that's who we serve. Uh, when we first started coaching at Athlete Ready, uh, most of our clients, probably about 70 to 80% were youth athletes. And now over time, as we evolved, we, you know, obviously I started adding, you know, other high performers and, and different, different professional realms. Yeah. Take me back. I want to hear, I'm fascinated by origin stories and things like this, because I think how we got here is just as important as, as where we're going. When did this all get started and, and what was the original idea? What were we trying to accomplish when we set this thing up? Well, so the, the original the original, how it kind of went back, uh, Roman and I have had a, a good working relationship for, I mean, over a decade now. Uh, we've known each other well. We've seen each other grow throughout this whole entire process. Um, he had been with another gym that, you know, he had, uh, that was pretty much kind of the, the pioneer of where we were at. And so in, in 2014, I started my own and I would always tell Roman, hey, like this is the direction I'm going, you know, and I, I didn't have really nothing in plan, nothing in place at the time, but we always kind of kept in touch about it. And so I started Athlete Ready in, in 2014. And, uh, you know, we've, we've always kind of just supported each other from, from afar. And, you know, during uh, 2019 uh, was kind of my plan to, you know, expand into kind of a, a different market, a different area. I've always been interested in that Atlanta, Georgia. So that's kind of what I wanted to do and, and expand to there. Um, you know, there was during that time I was, I was really planning on, on, you know, getting my PhD in sport performance. Um, you know, I'd applied to different places. So kind of opening a gym was never like really my intention. I really got a hold of some really good, uh, youth athletes, some middle school and high school athletes that ended up kind of being some of the best to ever come out of New Mexico. I was just kind of uh, lucky with that. And I just fell in love with working with youth athletes. Yeah. And there's there's any number of ways to to deliver value in this kind of an industry you guys focus heavily on the the athletic performance but it sounds like to me that there is at least as roman described it like you said an adult component to this as well what's kind of the the ratio is this 50 50 70 30 where how, how are we skewed right now as I'm looking at this board right now, we got a uh, board in our office with all our people on it. We, we're looking at about like 60, 40 uh, still youth athletes. Okay. Um, so, Is that so where you want it to be? Absolutely. So, I mean, when, when someone asks, I would absolutely say that we specialize in youth athletic performance. Gotcha. Um, without a doubt, again, we say youth to pro and everyone in between. Um, really, Jared, <clears throat> again, going back, Jared started this in, in 2014 at Parks. 
Um, and so he had um, speed speed sessions, and that really is something that that is still kind of missing in Albuquerque. Um, and is a good speed program, but he started a really good speed speed program in parks, and and really started um, kind of popping off. People started talking about him, and, and again, kind of started attracting the right kids. Um, and then uh, kind of found his way at uh, kind of borrowing space at a few facilities. Um, and again, I'm watching him this whole time. And again, just kind of growing slowly, doing his thing. But mostly, again, it's kind of the right kids. It's there, there's, there's like-minded kids, right? There are people who are trying to be that high performer um, is, is really who, who he was lucky enough and really at some point kind of made an expectation that this is who he's going to work with, you know? Um, and so that's early or in athlete ready. Um, and seemingly from that kind of popped off to be able to, to really have a small location. Um, first location was, was, uh, like 1500 square feet. Um, and, and the man, man, and when, he, when was that? That was, that 14. was, that was 2015. So 2014, I was just hundred percent mobile. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So humble beginnings on this too, right? We Super. got this from the ground up. Okay. Are you guys still um, in that same location now or have you moved since then? No. So we, we, uh, so I came again, I came in 2018, this man where we were kind of like making plans, doing these things, right. Kind of solidifying things. Um, I had actually come in 2017, um, a summer before, and there was just, man, it was, it was a hobbit. Um, it was myself. It was a few other coaches who, who were just, uh, like pretty high caliber, um, and really wanted to grow. Um, and it was, yeah, things kind of the, the dust settled, um, in 2018, kind of came on over and it was yeah this man is running business out of 1500 square feet and a little bit of space in the back you know um it's running even at that time it was youth athletes it was uh uh we have a, a good presence of, of fighters in albuquerque from uh jackson's latrells different people like that um this man made it quite of a name for himself in that way as well um and then as i as i've understood it it's and as i see it it's as you work with kids, it's the parents eventually kind of see what's going on, right? Hey, do you... Uh, and eventually those kids get older too. Right, right. and I mean, exactly. Yeah. And by now, especially, we have some kids who, who have, I mean, have completed college and have, have kind of come back around. Um, so um, cool cool situations. But yeah, I mean, we, we in 20... What, 2019? <laughs> um, yeah, right before the pandemic, man, we expanded to 30... Uh, 3,000 square feet. Um, so okay, we doubled. So this is a decent um, size spot. Yeah, man, right outside a studio. Um, unfortunately, these are the things that you realize when you are now buying insurance for a studio versus a facility. <laughs> um, <laughs> dude, by, by 50 feet, right? We scoot the wall over a little bit and we pay quite a bit less. Um, but yeah. you, you live and you learn. Um, but yeah, we, we, we have... Uh, yeah, I've been here since 2019. Obviously, got through the pandemic here. Um, we've now since uh, expanded to be able to use the park um, near us. We have a, a pretty large park. The city has been expanding recently um, and making nicer. So we got to start a uh, skills um, a skills program this summer for soccer, um, which is okay. really one so of my indoor and things. outdoor space. We've got plenty of room to fill. Yeah. This up, right? I mean, it's it's about a quarter mile away, maybe, right? So their back is like a half a mile. So it's pretty easy, and we, we've done it before, of little jog down, jog back. So trying to trying to utilize our space, trying to be resourceful, you know? Okay. And then, I mean, you, you kind of teed up my next question. There was a, somewhat of a pandemic in there. I'm sure you guys heard about it. How did, how did that affect yeah. you guys? Was that, did you guys take a big hit? Or have you been able to recover since then? How does that look? <sighs> 
Um, I'll just say have a team, right? And this is why you have a team is for situations like pandemic, man. At the time, we had some some uh, business business coaching. Um, at the time, Jared was instrumental. We have a um, our accountant is huge in being able to 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 be able to uh, kind of keep us in the know about certain things right through that time. Um, and so we had a team to kind of react towards it, right, and make a plan towards it, and really, really kind of stay ahead of it. Um, but initially, it was, yeah, obviously, we all we all thought we were gonna die. Um, so it, it's like <laughs> just just get through March, man. Just get through March. Um, we put everyone's uh, accounts on hold as of April. Again, fortunately, we do have an online platform, and we we've, we've kind of had that for a little while. So that was something that our, our clientele were already, our members were already um, pretty used to. Um, so as of April, we made a choice of, do you want to stay? Do you want to stay online, or do you want to go? Um, and that was scary. Um, so, um, truthfully in that way, it was, I can't say a blessing in disguise, but it gave me an opportunity previously before that. Truthfully, it was Jared's Jared is the man, right? Jared runs these things. Jared calls about bills and Jared, Jared makes these decisions. Um, so as that happened, man, it forced me to call like 120 people and talk on the phone. Um, Hey, how are you doing? Are you alive? Me too. I we may die. Uh, so I love you, bro. So just in case, you know, but um, realistically having real conversations with people, seeing where they're at and, and seeing what they wanted to do with their membership. Um, and, and if I'm real, that, that I think that that brought, brought us a lot of trust. Um, yeah. And the majority, majority of people, and this is, this is credit to Jared, absolutely. In terms of the community that he's built um, it is man, the majority of people actually asked us to keep their memberships going. Um, there were a few who chose who chose to. There was like a, a good handful of people. I'd say maybe not the majority, but a good handful. And then I would say the majority for sure stayed online. And then we had a couple people, yes, who were again. I mean, had an opportunity and kind of used the opportunity as, all right, I don't know what's going on right now, you know. Um, but to answer your question, yeah, it, it's it's which been is, a yeah, which is fair. I mean, always, right? There's there's going to be a little bit of attrition, especially in those times of what's going on, you know. Um, but to speak to that, I mean, again, having that team and being able to, to utilize all the, I mean, there are resources out there for sure, if you were looking, you know, um, so we were fortunate enough to get many of those resources and, 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 I mean, helped our staff out and, and, and were able to, to, to keep our families afloat during that time. Um, one of the ideas that Jared had, man, and I, I don't know if it was your idea, whose idea it was Jared, uh, in terms of who you got it from, but, um, during some of the times that we were shut down, uh, we rented out our equipment. Um, so we had like bundles for like $150, right? You could get like this, that, and the other, right? We had like 11 bundles that we like rented out for, I think it was six weeks. Um, during one of the one of the uh, shutdowns, I mean, we utilized parks when we were able to do outdoor stuff, right? Like, I mean, we tried to continue. I mean, again, we had some fighters. So one of the fighters had a, had a uh, was in the middle of the USC camp. Um, mm. And we had six, we had six weeks out. Like we gave him two weeks off, man. He played some video games. He had some fun and we were back on it. Um, yep. so it, yep. I mean, in that way, it, it was kind of cool because, and especially with the fighters in the community, they weren't trying to sit around. Um, so Roman, when yep. are we starting? Um, so that was kind of like an impetus, like to keep us rolling. And then you just take the lumps, man. Um, 2020 was, was, yeah. And again, I'm, I'm first year manager in 2019. Right? I'm sure. first year manager in 20, 2019. Already rough, right? 2020 was wild. Um, 2021, man, we started bouncing back truthfully. Um, I mean, we started, it was something that I think that, that 
I mean, going in, we'll, we'll kind of get into it. Truthfully, we do a good job to toot our own horns. Do, 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 do. We, we do a good job. Um, I mean, Jared has done really well in terms of what he's founded. I feel like uh, the, the team that we've, we've created since has done a very good job in being able to take what he's, what he's, uh, what he's started and really grow it and expand it uh, for our community, right? For like our, our in-house community. But truthfully, like we're trying to help Albuquerque. Um, and I mean, I think that, again, I was with one of the, the pioneers of, of this industry in the, in, this, in the city and in the state. Um, and I'm, I'm continually trying to push that bar because I see us as a place that, that, that needs some people who, who are willing to do that. You know? um, yeah. So uh, this, year, this, this year has been good, man. We're, we're pretty much back to normal, definitely growing. Um, the summer was great. Uh, this fall is, is better than, than, than normal, right? So um, I, like we're doing, Take doing that, well. right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And so it's, it's an interesting question. My next question is more, how, how do we rebuild, right? How do we get people in the doors in the first place, whether it's athlete, middle school, high school, college, or parent of, or, or just regular Mr. and Mrs. Jones looking to move a little bit better and feel a little bit better. What's been the marketing to, to get people back in here? How have you guys found success in generating boots through the doors in the first place? Can, can you repeat the question sorry my, my internet is not great absolutely so so tell me about the marketing to be able to rebuild this how are we getting people through your doors so that we can have a conversation and explain what it is that you do what's been what's been working uh it's just kind of it's really refocusing on the people who who have been kind of true to us that entire time so one of our big things and, and roman's done an amazing job at this is is really celebrating every single person that walks through that door because a lot of those people were there for us during during that time so it's you know it's it's celebrating people when they walk in the door we want we want like the experience being with us to be the best part of their day because we know essentially like it is for a lot of people so it, it made us kind of like instead of like the outward marketing and you know facebook ads and all this other stuff it was like focusing on the people who who have been kind of dancing with with us the entire time so there was nothing like super special about like the marketing plan or anything really different during that time it was like hey this is a great time to like kind of look in within kind of invest back into our our own our own coaches ourselves our relationships you know we're big on you know doing doing life together and romans you know he's him and i have been have been kind of focusing on that outside of business hey like you know with 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 our kids with with people that we love and being able to share that so really it to us nothing super special about that it was just kind of focusing on the on the you know on the rocks the, in, in, the inside rock yeah yeah and so and then of course reactivating old members than turning towards new pro prospects is that right in some ways it's it's more retention right like it's right. more right, retention right, right, right. Yeah. Which, which is for us, this is how I would prefer it. And we have tried some of these things, right? We are, we are um, active on social media. We definitely have tried some of the ads and different things like this. But I mean, the way that I would like to prefer it or like to prefer it, the, the way that I prefer it absolutely is celebrating the people that we have doing such a great job. And ideally, man, you're going to go tell people exactly what we are. Because um, as you can see, even as we say what we are, it sounds like jack of all trades, right? Master of none. But the jack of all trades is better than master of one, right? So it's making sure that we understand that that at the end of the day, we are we we do offer a wide service, but we do it fairly well because we collaborate well, right? We have a team of people who are who are all working together towards a common goal, right? Towards our common clients, 
Um, and then truthfully, people have been really good with, with word of mouth. People, it is people talk um, and parents talk and a little bit of Instagram, like smattering here with kids talking, right? And, um, and then following up, like having good systems, truthfully. And this is where uh, kind of going into the X's and O's a little bit. I don't know if you're going there. I might be still in your thunder, but um, we're having a team is really helpful. Oh, you teed um, me up perfectly. <laughs> so I am, I am, uh, I have been a, a, a pretty good coach over time. Right. So I, I mean, my trajectory has been, dude, I was a skills coach who realized that I didn't know enough about, about the body with sports. Right. Mm-hmm. Just, I see a kid and he can't hit a ball on a line and JV you go, right. Um, you're going to go learn some technique on JV. And when you're ready for varsity, we'll get you here, you know? Um, and I just, I mean, after a few years of doing that, you're just like, ah, it's gotta be a better way. Um, so I have a background in sports med from high school, right? And this is something that, that always kind of interests me. Um, and so you start looking into things. I got my USSF is a soccer license, um, my e-license way back in the day. And they started kind of talking a little bit about these things, body preparation. And this is um, 2010, I believe. So this is uh, Germany is working with Exos at the time. Um, Germany's, Germany is working with Exos at the time. They're the bee's knees, right? And so I have... Um, yeah, some, some ideas of these things, but not really any, anything tangible. Um, so I started at a box gym, went again, got truly blessed. Uh, those people who were the pioneers, um, it is shout out to Elevate PHW, man. These guys gave me my start. Um, but it is, it was, um, we don't care what you know. We just care that you're a good person, which was a nice way of saying, young man, you don't know squat, come along. Um, and truthfully, I didn't know very much at the time. So they introduced me to a good amount, right? And it was really where to go find the information. Does that make sense? Okay, these are the people who have the information. Here's the top mountain top. And once you see the information, you're like, wow, there's a lot to pull together. Um, so I've been a, been a fairly good coach uh, for a little while, kind of building up. This has been my passion. This is something that I really like. Have, I mean, since 19, man, I've put my whole life into this. Um, but being an owner is different. Being an owner is different. Being a manager is different, bro. I'm saying it for those of you guys who need to know being an owner is different. Um, I am a technician. I, I'm, dude, I, I can feel dysfunction. I feel it like the false. Um, but no lie, um, at the end of the day, switching that to be able to have systems that are going to keep you productive during, especially these hard times, right? How do you know how to follow up? This is one of the big things, again, going back to you can have the best service and the best word of mouth. But when people call you and you don't call them back, which, again, I've been guilty of because I'm such a great technician. I'm so social, right? I'm talking to people in my face and I, I have a hard time um, telling people, excuse me, I need to handle this, you know? Um, and so phone is ringing and I don't want to be rude and like, I'll call them back. But it's, does that make sense? So to have a, have a team oh, yeah. to keep you accountable, which, again, this has been Jared for me really is, is, is a large part of what he's done for me is like, just like keeping me on it as, as a professional in that way. Um, yes, I know the X's and O's. I feel like I am interpersonally like, so the way that we really think about it and you kind of hit on it for us as well is we believe in coaching in like as a, as an industry and as a profession in a technical manner, right? Got to know your X's and O's, right? The better you know your X's and O's, the better you can help people for sure. But if you are, don't have any interpersonal skills, right? Read a room, be able to again, talk to a six-year-old, a 16-year-old and a 60-year-old, um, those are different realms and, and different capabilities as well. So interpersonally, man, you got to be sharp again. Um, and then professionally, um, professionally is like you guys said, and this is, this is exactly what we're trying to do um, in our small sphere is, is being able to, to give people some professional tools. 
um, from little things like following up with us, you know, um, to accountability, um, to, I mean, leadership in, in certifications or a lack thereof, um, and then kind of some navigation towards some of these things. So, um, yeah, we're, we're spot on that, but that's one of the biggest things that I've learned is, man, that you can be a technician and a great coach and then transferring into a manager and owner, man, there are so many things that, again, if oh, you yeah. get the skill set is vastly different. Absolutely. Yeah. And so I, I think you, you really summarized a lot of what I was saying, uh, and the skill set to be a good manager, owner, whatever the title is, it's, it's imperative. I think when people get stuck in, I'm a coach and we're going to coach exclusively, that's when businesses really kind of hit a wall. Right? We hit a ceiling. We can only go so far. We need to elevate our skill set a little bit. I want to elaborate real quick on what you guys touched on. Hey, we've done, we've dipped our toe in the water of advertising or, or social media or all of these things. And my experience, at least when business owners say, we've tried it is that typically it hasn't gone well because if it did go well, we'd probably continually do it. What, what do you think is, is the biggest hurdle there? Why do you think it wasn't a home run for you guys? Go ahead, Jen. Go ahead, Ro. Take that one. Uh, um, <laughs> um, um, uh, so we have tried it. We tried it last summer, actually. And we, we, we like invested a good amount into it, a good amount of energy, a good amount of money. Um, just being real and kind of putting it out there, we put 6k towards it. Right. So two, two, yeah. 2,000 a month for, for our, our, our summer. And okay, this is what we're going to do. Um, what I found though. And again, there's, there's, I can't say that it didn't work just cause it didn't work for those three months, but my experience with it was maybe we needed better or more specific, um, and this is with all of these things this is why I don't really hand it off very often. Cause you need, you need your tone, you need your voice, you need your authenticity really to, oh, to attract yeah. the people <laughs> that you, that you need. Right. And so our, our copyrights were a little bit vague. So, I mean, we got something like 600, 100, uh, contacts, right. Um, which is great. Right. And the way that people are going to sell it is okay. Well, if you take 2% of this and then 2% of this and 2% of this is going to show up, then your, uh, lifetime ROI is going to be this. I don't mind that. And I understand that. Right. But at the end of the day, it's a hell of a lot of time to be able to connect with 600 people who are not actually worth your time um, in terms of yeah. if they're yeah. not, if, if they're not a good sell for you. Right. So I know kind of who, who, who our target mod, our audience is right. And generally who will work with us. Um, and, and again, it, it's to a certain degree, you want to cr c uh, collect your tribe so that you it's going to be something that works best for both sides. Right. Um, yeah. so long, long story short, it was just a lot of contacts that were vague. And so I, yeah, I didn't. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't I, the best leads. Right. I think yes. any kind of marketing conversation that you guys have that I have with anybody that comes on this show, good marketing should turn people away that don't belong just as much as it does pull people in that do belong. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. It sounds like that's where the disconnect was. We just attracted yes. anybody who was willing to click a post. Yeah, exactly. that's I mean, not that's not what you guys do. Definitely, no. especially because ours is ours is a little bit different than than most. Our our, our offer is, is different than most. So when we get those leads from that, it would be people looking just to go to a gym and work out and essentially rent the equipment, right? Like like most commercial yep. gyms. And then you've spent an hour trying to track this person down and find out this isn't even who we wanted to attract. Yeah, absolutely. It's, exactly. I get it. And and that and you're not alone in that boat. I hear that story 
day in, day out on this show all the time. I think the real hurdle with this sort of conversation is like, you are a tactician, you're a coach. It would be crazy to expect you to be a world-class marketer, but when we do hand off that or delegate that to somebody, we have to be on the same page of what it is that we're looking for. And if there's any kind of miscommunication or, or disconnect there, we end up in a situation where we may not get the best return for that money. Right. right. It sounds like you guys right. spent a decent amount of money and it didn't, it didn't pan out the way you wanted it to. And that, I mean, I mean we, it's unfortunate, but like the answer is we can spend some time to learn it ourselves, understanding that it may be a little bit longer of a learning curve, or we can outsource it to somebody else, or we can just kind of abandon, abandon ship altogether. Right. All of these are, choices and, and it's just about what makes the most sense for you guys steering the ship right right joe we're, think, we're learners joe we are yeah yeah no and i think i think that's imperative for business owners because you already mentioned right the skill set to be a good coach and the skill set to be a good business owner not the same mm -hmm. but Absolutely. you got to be able to adapt and, and pick it up go ahead jared no, I would say that the, I guess the only good that really came out of that was kind of just re kind of refining our systems and processes, even when it comes to lead generation, right? So now we have a lead tracker, we have, you know, kind of, you know, did we reach out to this person? You know, are they, is it a cold, yeah. hot lead, whatnot? And now we have a little bit more data, like moving forward, where, you know, when Roman and I talked to other gym owners, other trainers that are independent contractors, a lot of them, if you said, hey, how many leads did you have last last month? 90% no idea yeah, zero no clue idea. um so it helped us you know refine in that way and be able to get some sure. kind of you know some data yeah. to be silver able to lining at, at know, least who's, right who's yeah whose memberships are about to lapse like let's let's be sure that you know that we we got to do our due diligence and getting in and keeping these people sure and so i mean the, the conversation so far has essentially been how do we rebuild how do we get people in through the doors but as you guys look forward where do you see the future of Athlete Ready? Jared, you mentioned potentially entertaining a location in Atlanta. What's kind of the, the big picture, at least as you guys see it with this business? Uh, for sure, it's replication. You know, we're just kind of trying to figure out what replication looks like. Is it, you know, we, we have an opportunity possibly to, to, you know, get another location kind of in, in Albuquerque in a different part of Albuquerque. Um, okay. So it's, it's replication for sure. We just, we're just kind of figuring out what, what the best way is. I don't know how long I'll be in Atlanta for. Um, there's a, a few factors that kind of, you know, that are kind of depending there. Roman has a, a great history and, and has a lot of connections in, in Colorado. There's things that we want to do for sure. Um, but I would say replication is, is definitely at, at the top. And then being able to create opportunities for, you know, these younger coaches that are coming in to be in kind of more of the, the management, the executive roles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're trying to like, one, get this, you know, get the, get the role down our, ourselves, get it all down on paper so that when we have someone kind of taking over that next spot, they, they kind of have a, a somewhat of a blueprint uh, to be able to do mm -hmm. that. Yeah. And, and that's Roman. That's what you started this conversation off with was like, you got to have a team. You got to trust your team. That really brings us full circle, right? To, to start over in a new location, we've got to be even more reliant on these things because there's only one Jared. There's only one Roman. Like we need to figure out how to be able to, to do this again with other people. And that's a conversation that we could have 
for hours and hours and hours, but we'll have to save that for another time, guys. As we start to wrap things up here, I want to kind of turn the mic to you guys and give you the chance to tell people where they can learn a little bit more about Athlete Ready. What's the best website? What's the best social media? Where can people find you guys? So we, uh, go ahead. So the easiest way to get a hold of us probably is, is our social media, um, especially Instagram. We're, we're, re- we're pretty active on there and we have a lot of dialogue on there. So uh, Athlete Ready, our online platform is, is Athlete Ready Global. And you could find, you know, athletereadyglobal.com and athleteready.com are the easiest ways to get a hold of us for sure. That's perfect. Absolutely. Guys, I, I really appreciate your willingness to share here and give people an insight into Athlete Ready and, and what's worked for you and, and a little bit of what hasn't worked for you. And so we'll have to save the rest for another conversation down the line. I can't wait to see what this looks like for you because it sounds like we still have some big plans here moving forward. I wish you guys nothing but the best and keep doing what you're doing. Thank you, man. Thanks for the time. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Joe, thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for the platform. Thank you, guys. And to everyone who tuned in today, thank you as well. Don't forget, if you'd like to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.